Hit it. They want us divided. Divided by religion. Divided by gender. Divided by political affiliation. Divided by race. Divided by your inability to say a certain word. A word that starts with N. When you are unable to say the N-word, you are divided, angry, controlled. You blame those who are different from you instead of those responsible, controllers. Group think, group thought, free thought, e-thought, n-thought. N-word thinking is a philosophical viewpoint which holds that all positions regarding truth are established on the basis of logic, reason, and atheism. Instead of religion, authority, tradition, and dogma, these negative things are known as J-thought. This represents a clear and present danger to our constitutionally guaranteed freedom to be online. There's also the W-word. A new way of thinking. W-thought. Become what you cannot say. News, dissemination, power, livestock, 735, drop bombs, go. Crisis, nuclear crisis, domestic, cyber attack, flooding event in Israel, California, nuclear, sneak. The calm before the storm. You are now banned from the computer. Goodbye. Hey, is this fucking, what are we doing over here? I have something to say. That's not very interesting. Noah Bieber. Hello, Bieber. testing. Check one, two, three, four. Caleb Stevenson. Yes. Because this virus essentially was invented. Abs and a six pack. Yeah, maybe Michelle Obama like might be a man. I don't know. Uh, smoking weed, drinking vodka. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be fine? I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. What the fuck's going on? I know Lil B. Talk to me. I have a crystal meth medical card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doctor prescribed. It's abs and a six pack. And we are joined by Larry of That Larry Show, thatlarryshow.com, and Darren O'Neill, Grumpy Old Benz, and Random Thoughts. Check them out. Love these guys. And they have 10 times the radio voice i do so it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good little it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be nice in Welcome. the morning in the morning oh <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here and where in the east are you the I'm east in chicago the east of tennessee and you're in la east right of tennessee oh, that's yes tennessee. i am in, yes i'm in the belly of the beast as yeah. is darren i believe yeah it's a big belly yeah, no, I've been super happy that I'm not in a big city. It's ugh, now more than ever. Yeah, it's pretty grim. I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. Well, you, you have Fun. to stay. I mean, we're about 45 minutes outside of the city. Um, Nashville isn't getting much better. Nashville's been going down the the same yeah. path that all these other big cities have. It looks that way. It does. Yeah, I'm not... <sighs> Yeah, no thanks. I uh, I used to live in Murfreesboro, right outside of Nashville, and uh, MTSU, the school over there, had this program where they just decided <laughs> they just decided to like do a scholarship program. Like I couldn't even barely afford to go to MTSU. Like I didn't finish because I couldn't afford it. They decided to do a scholarship program to send a bunch of <laughs> inner city 
kids from Memphis, give them all a free ride uh, <laughs> to MTSU. And the shootings went up like crazy. We had two shootings within, you know, 100 yards of my house within a week. Um, my girlfriend, now my wife's house at the time, there was a shooting. It was bad. Yeah. Big cities, not a fan. Well, I well, mean, what's the education stuff? Right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, education is important, right? It's uh, it's something that needs to be looked at as far as all the problems that we're having right now. But you can't force a system to work that isn't um, isn't, you know, you can't put that square peg into a round hole. When it comes to education, it's like you can't force people in and say, well, we're just going to take a bunch of people and bring them into the school. And and then what? I mean, it's, it's even worse if they uh, all fail out. Right. Because then you got an even bigger problem. Um, you know, so is it virtue signal? Do you really want people to have an education or are you just virtue signaling that you're doing something in, you know, one of the things may help the other probably going to do more harm? Well, right. And I got better grades than most of those people if not all of them and uh i didn't get a free ride <laughs> so <laughs> it's like uh, i don't i don't know it may it was uh it, i mean it's not as i guess it wasn't as bad as i made it sound but there were shootings on a weekly basis and several of them by my house like i, I rolled into my driveway one time and saw 10 cop cars outside and i was like uh oh they they're raiding us but no it just turns out there was a shooting <laughs> right next door it's like oh god Good. But, uh, okay, Larry, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What is a pointy chick? Because I see you doing pointy chick Fridays, <laughs> and I'm wondering what what is – is it a generational thing? Like, why do I not understand what a pointy chick is? Uh, no, it's it's not generational at all. In fact, it's uh, – it's, uh, it's uh, as old as time itself. I mean, if you think it's a, it's a it's a type of it's a look that some women have, which is feline, uh, tends to be more slender, but it can be uh, more zoptic chicks can be pointy. It doesn't. They're not completely left out of the the, the loop. Um, but if you look at them, a lot of them, a lot of their body parts and so forth tend to come to the to a point. They'll have almond-shaped eyes with pointy corners and their elbows are pointy and their fingertips are pointy and they wear, you know, spike-heeled shoes and their feet are pointy. Um, their boobs are kind of pointy and the best <laughs> ones of all sort of point point upwards, <laughs> don't they, towards towards the clouds. Um, so that's really what a pointy chick is. And they 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 always have a, a, a tend to have an air of danger about them, perhaps of menace. Um, as as Darren knows well, one of the, the most pointy ever uh, of modern times would be the uh, Victoria's Secret model, Adriana Lima. So she'd be great to Google image or DuckDuckGo image, rather her, if you want to. Save Shershoff. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if, if you look really, uh, Cleop Cleopatra was really fucking pointy. Okay, that was an <laughs> angular chick, man. She was not Rubenesque. And what was that, 3,000 years ago? So it's been around a long time. Okay, yeah, because when you said pointy chicks, my my uh, like I always see your posts like pointy chick Friday. And I'm I'm always my brain immediately goes to the original Tomb Raider video games where her tits were literally triangles. Yeah, Lara Croft, she's pointy, absolutely, yeah. very yeah. pointy, yeah. literally. Yeah, yes. Although yeah. they uh, Good stuff. Yeah, they kind of they kind of uh, undid that with the uh, the new iterations of Tomb Raider. Kind of a Probably. flat chested. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
No more triangles. You won't. Yeah, kind of sad. No, no. Trying to wreck everything good. But we'll stop them. We'll hold the line. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so listen, I got to say, I loved your last show. And holy crap. And, I, and as I'm listening to him thinking, man, that guy that you had on talking about Hopi Indian uh, predictions and blue stars and comets. And I thought, I, you know, th the guy was amazing. Both of you. I mean, your knowledge of, uh, of that realm is absolutely encyclopedic. And I thought, oh, I, I kind of get intimidated. Like, how can I hold my own in this podcast? Because all I know, I mean, I've listened to, I used to listen to Art Bell, George Newry once in a while, but I'm really, you guys have like doctorates in that stuff. And I'm kind of a <laughs> middle schooler, really. Darren, are you into that stuff? No, not really. That's something no. out of my realm. Okay. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that podcast, uh, what was that, the, the Comet one you're talking about? Yeah, it was fantastic. Really yeah, we actually, work. we recorded that in April. And I totally forgot mm -hmm. that I hadn't posted it. So I just posted it the other day. But uh, there's <laughs> Details, a, huh? yeah, when I was listening back to it right before I posted, I was like, oh, some of this isn't going to make sense now. But no, that was, uh, that, that was my friend going under the anonymous name of Dr. Professor Kaizen Esquire. Um, he's yeah. a character. I love well, that I guy. A lot about, a lot of this, you know, kind of is, is very sort of, uh, Sub Rosa, I would say. I mean, your website, you really don't say who you are. You use Proton Mail. I mean, clearly you are trying to do this, but sort of be off the grid in some way at the same time. Is that where we kind of, we, uh, we, we were kind of debating that mulling it around, yeah. uh, originally. Mm -hmm. And I, did I ever mention why my co hosts aren't here? I don't even <laughs> think I did. Tell us. I meant to do that. <laughs> So, uh, Beamer, we, we, yeah, that's what I was going to say is we, uh, we mulled around, like, should we use aliases or use a real names? Uh, we just yeah. ended up going with real names because otherwise it was just going to be a headache to keep it straight. Like, well, yeah, especially when you get high doing the show. So yeah. It's much harder to remember what you're supposed to call the other guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Beamer, my one co-host, he's, uh, setting up his new podcast studio. So he's not ready yet. And then, uh, yeah. Stevenson, my other co-host was supposed to be here, but uh, his employer is holding him to work a couple extra hours. So that's why I was kind of like scrambling <laughs> the last couple hours. I was like, oh, man, I, could, gotcha. I don't know what I'm going to do. But luckily, Darren showed up. And so now we at least have three people talking. Like a one-on-one -on -one conversation you, is a little trickier, I feel like. And are you using an alias today or how do you want us to call you? I'm sir, sir seat sitter in the no agenda circles, but uh, Chris, Chris, considering uh, considering my name is in the opening intro, I can't really hide too much anymore. Hey, listen, I, I just got to ask you something real fast, because like I said, when I was listen, listening to your show, I mean, clearly there's a lot of uh, there's a good amount of no agenda DNA in there. And I'm glad I've got you too, now, Darren, because the, the 30, the whole 33 thing. And the first time I heard anybody going about the number 33 is some mystical digits was there was this really shitty beer uh that was popular back east and up around pennsylvania way called rolling 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 rock hated it right <clears throat> and uh they had uh, you know there was this whole mythology uh, around the, the the green bottles and it was printed on them i think there was a horse's head and on the back side of the thing was the number 33 in quotation marks 
And this is going back. I mean, the first one, I mean, they started brewing it, I think, in 1939. So when I was in college, there was all kinds of a whole thing about what is what does the 33 mean? So, I mean, what is it with the 33s? Well, what does it mean to Adam? And what does it mean to you? I heard you talking about it in your show. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Comet episode, we were, like I said, we recorded that in April. But uh, yeah, 33 yeah. always been a thing on no agenda as well. And kind of all over the place. Um, but to to me, it seems like some kind of signal that's some kind of messaging. And I think we came to the conclusion we don't know what the messaging is. I know Adam has said that it means abort mission in certain circumstances. Really? Um, is that right? Is that like a NASA code or something? Is it really? Yeah, because he, he, uh, the day Elon's launch got delayed, they had already had it scheduled for 433 or something. Um <laughs> But I, I don't I'm not really sure what 33 yeah. means, but it, it kind of reminds me of uh, have, have you seen the number 23, the Joel Schumacher movie with Jim Carrey in it? No. Jim Carrey, um, I don't want to give away too much, but it's it's a low budget movie, but it's definitely pretty good. Jim Carrey gets obsessed with the number 23. And once he has it in his head, he starts seeing it everywhere, you know, like uh <laughs> There'll be like a, a sign that has one of the letters out. So now it says 23 or like two soccer players while he's watching his kid play soccer, like run next to each other. And like okay. with the two of them, like running at the same time, it looks like 23 between their two jerseys. Uh, mm. Or he'll just, you know, look at the clock and wake up and it's, you know, and then all the, all the different historical events that all coincide, like uh, mm. uh September 11th somehow adds up to 23, the Titanic, all that stuff. So it's, I, I look at 33 partly as messaging, um, some kind of maybe somebody sent in a signal, um, mm-hmm. but also just like if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. I can't remember what right. they call well, yeah, it. Well, it's always amazing where it shows up. Even the George Soros, one of the latest things was the amount of money that he donated to Black Lives Matter was 33 million. Okay, why 33? <laughs> right. Why not 32? Yeah. Why not yeah. 34? Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's always something when the number shows up, even if it's just randomly, you're you're looking for a reason why. And uh, Larry, if you've been listening to No Agenda the last few shows, Adam, I think it was on the last show, maybe two shows ago, they had a thing where if you go into any search engine, put any three digit number along with new cases, yep. look oh, yeah. at what comes up. It's bizarre it is yeah bizarre. i did that yeah yeah that's very strange it's kind of like the yeah. news is all just being auto generated by a script somewhere isn't it it's kind of it like is. reality's being auto generated <laughs> simulation <laughs> what is, okay there's the that's the real question then what is reality uh only the lizard people know man <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh the Lizard King, Jim Morrison. He was the yeah. Break on through, man. <laughs> the West is the best. Yes. Uh, I noticed both of you guys, Larry and you, Darren, have uh, kind of been touching on cancel culture lately. Mm. Uh, um, like over the, not just uh, like the last couple of weeks, but I guess even the last couple of years, you guys have both been talking about cancel culture. But I've, came to the conclusion the other day that like cancel culture sometimes makes comedians funnier like comedians that get canceled after they Mm -hmm. get canceled they have nothing else to lose so they'll just they'll just troll even harder i kind of had what comedy should be from the beginning right yeah yeah 
but I, I, I had this thought when I saw the uh, the Roseanne Barr video she posted, and she's uh, she looks like she's back on the Ambien, but this this made me laugh really hard. You know what I think? You know, discuss amongst yourselves if you don't agree. You don't really have to burn me at the stake for dis for not agreeing with me, but let me just throw out one idea, and I hope that the hungry dogs in the street have enough meat as not to come after me for thinking and speaking. I'm tired of it. But I have this to say as follows. And it's okay I say it because nobody lives the fucking thing I say, which is great. I'm tired of being monitored, you know, and corrected and shit. Fuck it. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Trump, hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, the first woman president of the United States. She still got it, man. She still got it. And she got canceled harder than anybody. So I, I'm all for cancel culture now, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, I it's think a, I think there's probably an element of what level comedians are operating at. And in the case of a Roseanne. Dementia. She's got oodles. No, she's got <laughs> oodles of fuck you money in the bank. Right. Uh, you know, forever. So what what has she to lose? Nothing. Um, I think it's tougher, probably not so much on, on people who are maybe on their way up and haven't arrived at the, you know, financial success she has. And, and those are the ones that are really, cause they're, they're going to be like doing oil changes at Jiffy Lube or something because there's, there's no coming back for them. Right. Yeah. Right. And until you are canceled as a comedian, you can't be funny. So, I mean, you, you should be happy to get canceled and yeah. be able to go. I mean, you go and you, you see the best stuff throughout history when it comes to comedy is the stuff that made people uncomfortable. I mean, Richard Pryor made people uncomfortable. Red Fox, which a lot of people don't know if you've only seen Sanford and Son, you know, for his yeah. time was some of the bluest material ever. And yep. this concept that if you say something and it offends somebody, you can't say it. That's the death of comedy. Right. Yeah. Hicks, Carlin. I mean, those guys. We're not afraid to push buttons, and they're two of the greats. No. Well, making no, people uncomfortable—that is the whole point. You know, Sam Kinison. The the whole concept is you're taking a and the thing about great comedy is if people are going to laugh about it, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, there's at least a kernel of truth there. So that's where it starts getting uncomfortable. You know, right. the old jokes were, you know, the Asians can't drive or whatever it was, <laughs> you know, it's in, it, you know, hey, there's stereotypes for a reason. And there's, you know, it's it's interesting because it's still completely fine. I mean, you're seeing the end of Aunt Jemima and then you're going to have Uncle Ben's and all this other stuff. But you can still have leprechauns running around, you know, as an Irish guy, I'm not offended. But, you know, people, if you hear the Irish. Nobody thinks twice about me like, yeah, they're a bunch of drunks. You know, you got potatoes and that's that's Ireland, <laughs> yeah. but that's OK. But if you dare say, well, you know, I think a lot of black people might like watermelon. Oh, my God, he's a racist. Well, <laughs> do they? I mean, that's I love watermelon. You know, it's, I don't know. Where... <laughs> it's also about the presentation of it. Like if you make it funny. 
and your own unique perspective, you're going to have a better reaction than just going like, oh, I guess blacks like watermelon. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not really comedy then. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, I mean, that's fine. You can have the little uh, leprechaun with the pot of gold and nobody will say anything to you. But uh, I don't know. That's that's the real problem is once you start having a protected class or a protected race, but you go in the other uh, side of that and then you go, well, no, you can't be racist against white people or no, you can't, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. You can say whatever you want, but oh, you say anything about this race. No, no. Then you're a horrible person. Oh, oh, but you, the, you know, the, the Chinese, I'll say whatever you want about that, but don't say anything about the blacks, but you know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, the latest project Veritas release, the quote unquote Facebook whistleblower. Uh, the mm. guy, the guy was like talking about, I was like, oh yeah, we, uh, <laughs> Facebook has this ban anything like, uh, about any race other than like white trash or cracker or anything. And it's like, it, yes, that's a biased thing. But also the dude was acting like such a little bitch about it. Like, oh, my poor little white feelings. But <laughs> he went, he went on Alex Jones, uh, to, bitch about it some more after he did the Veritas expose. And at the end of the interview, Alex said, thank you for your courage. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the, the world is going nuts. And yeah, cancel culture has been a, a big topic because we saw it going on long before it, it has uh, turned into the epidemic that it is now. And yeah, the the real problem is and, and I'll go right along with it to a certain amount. You can say that Facebook and Twitter and these other companies, you know, and they are they're private companies and they can decide if they don't want, you know, me on their service or you or Larry, then that's fine. But when you we've gotten to the point to where a vast majority of what people would consider public discourse in the United States is happening on these services that's where a problem starts to arise when you start censoring. I mean, the fact that they're censoring the president of the United States, this isn't mm -hmm. that they're going after and, and they should, you know, the child predators. It's not like they're going after the child porn people. It's not like they're going after actual racists. They're labeling people who have different views than they do. If you're not a, rabid leftist right now you're a racist hateful person it seems on to the people that run these social media things and that is a problem no yeah i mean if you're promoting freedom we got to get you the hell out of here i mean that's or like you know the hundreds and hundreds of doctors and scientists and nurses that have been suspended from social media for doing things like pointing out the covid numbers or pointing out that wearing a mask for prolonged periods prolonged periods of time uh causes you know oxygen deprivation and Get those well, yeah, guys that out should of here. be a concern when they, they are medical mm. professionals. I mean, it would be one thing if an idiot podcaster like us was out there <laughs> talking about medical things. But when it's an actual doctor going, well, no, this is what I found. And this goes in. Uh, this goes against what the CDC or the WHO was saying. And here I'm backing it up with proof. Oh, <laughs> you censor God. those people. Jeez. Check this out. OK, so uh, one of my friends was uh just you know retweeting a bunch of bullshit about how you're 
a sack of shit and a piece of human garbage if you aren't wearing a mask all the time, every day, all the time. So I tried to send him some like uh, I tr- I uh, successfully sent him the video of the undercover nurse, but then I tried to send him an interview with the guy that got the Nobel Prize for discovering HIV and the pandemic documentary with Fauci's ex-employee. Mm-hmm. And this was in a private direct message on Twitter. Blocked. Okay. Couldn't send it. Blocked. Tried yeah. to send the link. Wouldn't send it. So I was like, maybe it's just BitChute. Wow. But no, any BitChute video I tried to send that didn't relate to COVID could send. But all that stuff, it says like your message has been flagged as suspicious activity. Wouldn't even let me. Send. It's not yeah. like it sent and then got flagged. It was like, wouldn't even let me send it. And then right. I tried it on Instagram. The same links were doing the same things on Instagram in private messages. Yeah. Can't send it. That blew my mind. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, they're not so private, are they? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No. Nor is Gmail. I mean, it really comes down to get your own servers and avoid. But even. Don't don't expect privacy, even in direct messages on these services. But even when you do, this thing is so, uh, pardon word, systemic. Um, this bias and this and this attempt to restrict freedoms. I mean, um, I mean, Darren, you certainly know of Dick Masterson's show, and perhaps you, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Um, and you know, he 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 did this uh, pretty pretty bold move in that he established his own version of Patreon, right? Because he figured it was only a matter of time until they were going to choke him off and say, "We don't like what you're saying," <clears throat> you know, so we're not going to um, not going to handle your financial aspect to your podcast and he started his own version and i guess the guy's pretty good with the coding and so forth he had the chops to do that and uh, it was going along pretty well and he was getting quite a quite a migration of subscribers and donors from patreon to his new service which was called new project two and then within not very long a couple months maybe three months suddenly he got an email from Wells Fargo saying, we're terminating your, um, your, your processing. We won't do it anymore. And, you know, it took him a long time of digging to find out why. And it was simply, we, well, we, we don't like what you say. We didn't like your show. So then he said, okay, well, fuck Wells Fargo. You're not the only bank around. And he dug up a, a, a family-owned bank in Chinatown here in L.A., and walked in there and said, hey, you know, you want to process this stuff? You want to cut? Guy said, yeah, well, no, no problem. We'll take your business. And he's back up and running again. But, and it ran along, I guess, for maybe a year. And recently, yeah, they just crashed the whole fucking thing again because there was no way, because it went right to MasterCard, right? Because even though the Chinese bank was happy to, to process the, uh, the fees, MasterCard was not. And it's tied in, believe it or not, with the, the tenets of the Patriot Act, Okay. That's what gave huh. MasterCard the the uh, the legal right to do what they did. So his project is now done. Pretty scary. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Can, I I had yeah. heard that Dick Masterson like got banned because he cheated on his wife with another streamer. Like there was all these rumors going around. I had no idea about any of that. Well, that's Stick's not married, so I don't know where that came. That, from. So that's just uh, Twitter nonsense. 
Twitter bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a of, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. You know, he's Darren's size and all kinds of insane shit. It's just, you know, people people have no idea what the fuck they're saying. I see that constantly. Because you got a one inch packer. I, I get I get that myself. I get people saying, "Oh, that that fucking Larry he calls himself the Mac Daddy." And it's a it's a book I wrote. I never called myself that. You know, but that's <laughs> it, it's the low information society, sound soundbite uh, intellects, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm a, I'm a little guilty of that myself. <laughs> Sometimes it's like. Yeah, I read that. Didn't fact check it. I'll just repeat it. No problem. <laughs> and we talked. We talked quite a bit about this, the Dick Masterson thing on a grumpy old bands that we just did on Monday, because we talked about it after the show last week on Friday. I'm like, you know, this really deserves to be on yeah. an actual episode because this is very concerning, not just to podcasters, but anybody that runs a business for themselves. Right. You are at the mercy of MasterCard. And I think this is getting, you know, you're saying that, uh, you know, that the proverbial slippery slope. I don't think we're that far down the line. If you're a self-employed, you know, web designer, security expert, whatever it is, you usually take money through credit cards. That's part of the way you make your money. And mm -hmm. if you post something even on social media, you don't have to be a podcaster. You post something on social media just as you know joe public but they can track that to your business then all of a sudden mastercard is going to shut you down i don't think that's yeah. that far-fetched no i mean look no. at what happened to laura loomer i mean she's banned yeah. from ever using airbnb ever riding in an uber <laughs> it's like god uh, and then paypal was banning all these people but you know what i just uh while you were talking i thought about the, a solution for mastercard i mean cancel them they have master in the name it implies slavery let's <laughs> cancel mastercard yeah. Huh? Yeah, it should just be card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, well, that the, the virtue signaling stuff has to stop. The Dixie Chicks, now just the chicks. I'm like, uh, I like Dvorak. Like, oh, I thought they were the dicks. You know, Dixie Chicks shortened would be dicks. Um, you know, Dude, Lady it, Annabellum was yeah. great. Lady Annabellum, a country group drops. Annabellum goes to Lady A. And there's <laughs> actually a black performer, Lady A, who's pissed now. So great. Way and, to go. And every every cartoon that you could think of is having people apologize and quit playing certain characters. Like the dude that's played Cleveland on Family Guy for what is it, like 15 years or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm stepping yeah. down. Oh, from yeah, now. <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah, you know what? But this is. This is so racist, which means now if you're a black voiceover, you better a black voiceover guy. You better not be doing any white characters because that's that's wrong. No, no, no. It's like, uh, you know, it's reverse racism is OK. You right. can't be no, racist against whites. Yeah. It's like I get the sentiment behind it, but this I, I mean, I've seen plenty of uh, black people on Twitter going like all we wanted was police reform. Why are you like shaming people out of their roles on cartoon voice acting? Well, you know, well, the, the reason is, is because Black Lives Matter, the organization Inc. doesn't give a shit about black lives. They're mm -hmm. doing one thing and one thing only, and that is trying to usher in Marxism, communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, into the United States. The three women that started the organization, and this is on their website. There's no journalism yes. that has to be done. There's no investigations that have to be done. They're self-avowed Marxists. It's, yeah, right. it's it's unbelievable. From out of their own mouth, yeah. O'Reilly yeah, looked into because they're associated with another group called Thousand Currents, 
who just recently, I mean, I'm sure this had no bearing whatsoever, but one of the people on the board of a thousand currents was a domestic terrorist that worked back like with the weather underground that Bill Clinton yep. gave a pardon to. I mean, no, yeah. no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, but because they're dealing with a thousand currents who gets the uh, you get the tax exempt for the people that give to Black Lives Matter. Uh, they they looked at the books and it was like 30 percent or so going into their own pockets and about 40 percent going into that of consultants. It was like 71 percent of the money coming into Black Lives right. Matter, which is millions and millions of dollars. Seventy one percent was not going to help black lives. It was going into their pockets and to whoever they had hired as consultants. It's a scam. By the way, what the hell is Bill O'Reilly up to? I'm Googling that right now. I didn't he even know you were still alive. His own news organization that he's on one of these now the first or something, which is streaming. But for like 70 bucks, you can get his nightly newscast video like 70 bucks a year and my parents oh, were okay. always fans so they a year's not bad you know we got that but I, you know i've been watching the uh his newscast because he's one guy that is at least now i mean when he was on fox he was much more of uh you know a guy that was commenting on things and giving his opinion you know which is what all news seems to be now he's gone the exact opposite route now which is 90% of the coverage that he's doing is factual. He's backing it up and he's telling the stories that nobody will. And once this pandemic started, I wasn't really paying much attention to him until the pandemic started and I start watching his newscasts nightly. And it was amazing to me how much he and no agenda were in sync about what they were covering and what's going on, which it blows my mind in all different ways that, you know, Curry and uh, O'Reilly could be coming from the same place. And that's what makes you know you should be scared about what's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's weird how Rush and uh, from what you're saying, it sounds like O'Reilly, too, but definitely Limbaugh and uh, Tucker and all these guys that were very like neocon, I would call them back in the day. Mm. Uh, now they're kind of all starting to sound like Alex Jones. They're talking about globalism yeah. and the. CCP and uh, Soros. There's Chet, a lot yeah, of truth like, to it. Yeah, There's a yeah. ton of truth to it. And I, I think that the, the question is, though, what? And this is what I never hear. I, I hear guys all the time, like you're, like you're speaking about there, discuss the, you know, the, the state of affairs, how, how speech is no longer free, how, uh, look, look at what this, uh, this scan, scamdemic, as I like to call it, has done to the American economy, and if it doesn't, it, if it doesn't resolve quickly, um, the middle class, which which has always been the independent business person, your restaurateurs and so forth, all, you know, independent truckers, you name it, you know, they're they're going to be wiped out. There's mm -hmm. only there will only be large corporations employing people. People won't be able to get a foot, get an economic leg up anymore, and that's that's the death of America. Okay, so you've got all these heinous um restrictions and forces at work that are that are very could very quickly destroy this country and i don't hear anybody say well how are we going to turn this around what's the solution what's the pushback because what, what's been what's going on is doing jack shit. i only see it worsening for us i really do yeah i mean look at what uh 
well, the, the corporations that also own the media, I mean, and for all practical purposes, the uh, governors and mayors, look at what they're saying is essential. So it's like, okay, the restaurant I work at, we had to be shut down and I had to go on unemployment for the first time in my life. Meanwhile, Walmart, right. Taco Bell, all that shit's still open. Yeah, uh, so it's like, it's clearly uh, corporations, global corporations yes. are allowed to operate, but your mom and pops all have to be shut down. That's clearly an agenda right. there. Of course. Of course. Yeah, and look at the global banks, how much uh, <laughs> they've been just yeah. steal like they, they've been just walking away with all kinds of cash from all this. Yeah. And now, you know, Dorsey and Zuckerberg are, you know, in, in essence, controlling the speech. And, and, and in fact, that means they will they will control this election. I mean, how are people going to get the, their message out? It's not going to come through CNN or Fox or whatever. I mean, it, I, I don't know. Am I the only one who's sitting there going, holy shit? I mean, we are teetering on the precipice of disaster. And oh, really close. The next really close. Yeah, the next five to ten years could be... Uh... I mean, we talked about this a podcast or two ago. It's like we're going to be the Western United States of China if uh, things. Well, I don't think it's five keep... to ten years. I, th I think we're talking eighteen months. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might be right. <laughs> it's the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this. Go ahead. With this much pressure on everything, this the center cannot hold. You know, and. Um, there, you know, which, which is actually why I was so jazzed by your last episode, Chris. I love this, you know, apocalyptic stuff with uh, you know comets crushing the planet, and you know, just the it's it's like the, the the fist of the cosmos must come down and punch this sphere into a, a trillion zillion pieces and just <laughs> reboot because I don't see how it's going to get fixed. I, well, just I, see it. I think that's happened. Uh... Kind of like what Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, and those uh, John Anthony West, and all those guys talk about. I think that's probably happened several times throughout human mm -hmm. history. And uh, we might be uh, overdue for another apocalypse because, I mean, you see all the like skyscrapers, cars, all that stuff within a thousand years. Yeah. That's all decayed. But like stone structures, the only thing that stands and you got pyramids on five different continents all aligned to the North Star. It seems like we've... Uh, Humanity's gone through several resets and the survivors kind of rebuilt. I think yeah. we might be overdue for one of those. Well, it's hard Could to be. get a gauge on exactly what's going on, because I, th I do believe there is still a vast difference between online life and person to person life. Although those yes. things are, you know, that area is getting less and less as more businesses and people it, rather than calling somebody on the phone, just text. And I hate that whole way of doing things because you lose I do too. so much of the ability to understand what the yeah. other person is saying. Or if somebody yes. doesn't like something, maybe they'll just ignore it where face to face. That's a little bit harder to do. Oh, God, just, dude, are... just with my wife, I've run into that where it's like some you just like you read a text and you don't <laughs> it gets taken the wrong way. Like the sarcasm doesn't translate mm -hmm. causes right. issues. And when you're talking about politics now, I mean, geez, when you when you try to follow any kind of politics, it is such a left or right kind of thing where if you believe in one, if you're on one side, you will never give anything into the other. And that is a problem. That's because nothing will ever get done. That is just nonstop fighting. But what needs to be done is 
real journalism, which is harder now because a vast majority of the legitimate news organizations that were around when at least when Larry and I were growing up, they were able to make money and have actual investigative journalism. Now we have a system. I covered one of the stories on Random Thoughts where there was a woman down in the South somewhere, Rachel Brummert, who claimed oh, she thought she got the coronavirus from taking in her groceries. So I decided to Google her name, found out she had some other stuff in her past and she was an activist and all these things. But forget about that. It was one little story. And because I was following it over a couple of episodes of my podcast, I would continue to Google search and DuckDuckGo and Bing. I would keep putting her name in to see what would pop up. And based off of one story, which was done on a small television station and their website in somewhere, you know, southern U.S., but it was like Charlotte, something like that, small little station, that news story was then reworked, no new journalism at all. It was just reworked and posted as news in the UK, in Australia, in I think one was Russia. I mean, there was it was all over the US and the world, but that's journalism now is you see a story that somebody else posted and you change it a little and write, you know, and you put it on your own in your own paper or your own website, wherever it is. And that's very dangerous if the original story was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's why that's where wild. does that leave the world, right? Yeah, we don't, we're yeah. we're in trouble, man. Uh, I have so many friends and family that just there's they they're uh, they're still cowering in place because this virus. They uh, mm-hmm. they don't want to look at the numbers. Even like you'll send them a video of, like I said, scientists. If Twitter will let you or Instagram will let you send it to them, I swear it won't be long before they're just blocking you sending links in a direct SMS text message. I mean, that's oh, got to well, be on yeah, the way. Yeah, yes. I think it is. And I think that maybe a part because I know uh, the Android systems just upgraded the way they do messaging, which I always thought it was very nefarious with the Apple system, where once somebody read your text, they got a notification. And one, I think that's pushing. I mean, maybe you can turn that off, but that's. Yeah, I turned that off a little for me. too far. You know, that somebody has read the text, you know, but there is a control of information. And I mean, I believe that COVID-19 exists. My parents had a friend who got it and died. But you're right. The numbers mean you should be looking at this in a different way for my parents who are 80 years old. And my dad almost died a couple of years ago because he had uh, multiple infections and almost killed him. Well, yeah, he needs to. Yeah, you should be sheltered. Powering in place. Right. Yeah. But let the rest of us go to work. (laughs) Yeah. And well, for people that had it, let's, uh, you know, let's figure out that that system too that will there's so many things that seem unlike any other virus we've ever had which is we're we're doing stories like well okay well people have had it but you know wait they might be able to get it again that was one of the first early you know scare tactics now you're reading stories that are like well you know even though they've not been testing positive for months they still have symptoms and they're still, you know, have these horrible symptoms and repercussions from this disease. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, interesting it, long term. Like, it looks like you can get reinfected. It looks like it attacks your testicles, your liver. Um, it seems like it was clearly made in a lab. You got Bill Gates and Fauci owning patents on different novel strains of coronavirus. 
And then even Newsweek said that uh, back in like 2016, Fauci and Bill Gates are funding the Wuhan lab for gain of function research on coronavirus. <laughs> it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It just happened to come out of there then. I mean, yeah. there's. I, and they I, just I happened to be see. like having the remdesivir, the cure. It's like, hey, we got the patents on this, ready to go. Although that yeah. seems like it's not working. I mean, it's it's some very interesting stuff, just like the, I saw the other day that, well, everywhere men are more susceptible to it, I think, except India. For some reason in India, men are less dying from it. So it's hmm. Um, hmm. trying to put the data together. I still don't believe the way it's being collected, but, you know, it's uh, yeah, there's no I'll- question about it. You know, and if this wasn't happening in a presidential election year. I'd give you a lot more leeway with the stories, but it does seem there's a lot of people that will do anything to try to keep things bad until November. And we're almost there. So, I mean, the the lie doesn't even have to be that big. No. Right. Yeah. And it's hard too to parse the data because, you know, it's it's hard to find anything with a middle ground between the M5M virus stuff and the InfoWars coverage of the virus stuff it's like is there anybody that's giving a rational take on this and the answer seems to be no no are they are they uh when people go get tested their you know driver's license number id i don't think anything's attached to that and in a lot of these areas where they have open testing i mean i want to know if somebody shows up and gets tested over the course of say getting the disease say you get it you test positive and you're like, oh, well, I'm feeling better. I go back in three days. I test positive again. I go back in another three days. I test positive again. Are those being counted as, you know, each three. another positive? <laughs> That's right. a good question. So how many- because that would really inflate the numbers. I mean, yeah. That would really inflate the numbers. And I saw a story the other day, another one where the woman, oh, I thought I did everything right, but I still got it. And she had her positive test, but her symptoms disappeared like within a day. So I'm thinking you had a false positive, honey. but. You know, hey, well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, Elon Musk has been my canary in the damn coal mine with this whole thing because he's he's just you know calling it like he sees it about all the false positives and uh, he. I mean, I don't know. He's I liked how he was defiant and reopened Tesla even though they told him not to. The California government. Yeah, but amazingly, nobody seems to be able to cancel him, do they? Well, he's a billionaire. He so, yeah, <laughs> he's a billionaire. So what you were, it goes back to what you were saying about Roseanne, Larry. It's I guess. Like, yeah, it's the money. Yeah. yeah, the fuck you money. The uh, only stat that really makes sense is the deaths. And, you know, that's why I'm very um, skeptical when you start getting the stories of, oh, no, people still suffer for months after they get it and it's lingering because otherwise deaths are the only number that matters. If people aren't dying from it, People aren't really afraid of it because really, then what's the difference between that and the flu when it comes down to you're going to get sick, but you'll have it for a week or two and then you'll get better. If that's the norm, you're not going to have the fear. They're they're doing everything they can to sow the fear. And I'm not sure yes. that is accurate. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong about this, but it feels like as soon as everybody finally lets their guard down and realizes this virus isn't what it was made out to be not as deadly they're going to release like the real bioweapon that you know <laughs> takes out a third of the earth's population or i don't know but it seems like yeah. that seems like that could happen well it certainly didn't seem like people were afraid of covid the minute they wanted to riot and loot <laughs> right you know yeah, the, the pride parades going on worldwide yeah and no news coverage of oh no this is bad I mean, come on. 
it's it's so it's so obvious the hypocrisy in the stuff that's done here and the the random thoughts episode that i just dropped today i also mentioned something that almost nobody wants to talk about which is black lives matter the organization you know is pushing for things like reparations for slavery in the united states that ended what 150 years ago and I don't understand the logic there, because if black lives really do matter, I have not seen one word from Black Lives Matter or Al Sharpton or any of these people that back Black Lives Matter. The NBA, the bunch of virtue signaling scumbags that they are. Nobody's talking about. Do you know how many slaves there are in Africa today? Do we, are either one of you familiar with this no. stat? Well, I know there are, but what's the number? After they uh, took out Libya, I know the open air slave trade went way up. The the number that I got, the most recent thing I could find was from 2017 or 2018 from some world organization that guesses seven out of a thousand people in Africa are slaves, which comes in was like nine point something million more than the population of New York City are enslaved in Africa. But not one of these assholes talk about that. Wow. Damn. Over nine million people. And that's what we're worried about reparations from the United States. Come on. And then you got like the uh, complete epidemic of human trafficking and Within the United States, I mean, I know people, uh, I guess it was a year or two ago, within uh, counties around me, got busted, a bunch of kids got rescued. And that's just, you know. Really? The one little. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Rome County. And then, um, I mean, that's that's rampant uh, all over the U.S., well, yeah, the sex slavery, the which is why I've been warning since like episode one on the podcast. If your kids are on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, any of this, you're you're idiots. Because yeah. if you don't think these are catalogs for the predators at this point, come on. Oh my I god, dude, right. that the mouthy Buddha pedo gate part one and part two. YouTube banned part one, but yeah, Instagram, um it, it, the in and out burger seems to be used. Um there's this whole in and in underscore and out underscore burger hashtag used with Instagram. Uh Gislaine Maxwell, you know, that's where she was with the book photographed at the In and Out Burger. And then the New York Post is posting all this stuff about uh uh In and Out Burger was found on the ground in Queens, like a freshly cooked In and Out Burger. Meanwhile, the closest one from Queens, New York, the closest In and Out Burger is in Texas. There's all this weird signaling going on with the uh, In-N-Out Burger and Instagram and uh, a lot of weird, like the Podestas are tied in. It's very, very strange. Uh, well, it's a weird world where, you know, parents let their kids post pictures and videos of where they are, not, you know, daily. Yeah. Um, oh. And there are some of these which I with location about public. Too, yes. With the location public, or they don't understand that some of these Instagram does, but there was another one of these uh, VSCO sites, uh, which is uh, very similar to Instagram. It's VSCO.co, I think it was, not com. But if you d- take the photos from there, they don't, they, they actually post the original photograph. So any of the EXIF data, including GPS that was included in that original photo, is there. So if you have your yeah. daughter posting photos, in her dorm room, they know exactly where that is. In your house, they know exactly where it is. Right. Yeah, hell no. Like, 
I do not envy. I'm like, I grew up, I was in uh, middle school when like Facebook and Twitter and all that was coming out. I do not envy the kids like five years, 10 years younger than me getting raised with this stuff because I know I wouldn't have handled it well. Well, no, and you're going to be canceled. I mean, if you're a 10 year old on Twitter today posting the N word, you're going to go for a job in 15 years and they're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I deleted my Facebook uh, <laughs> like 2012 because I was like, I, I could already see that coming down Broadway. <laughs> I was a senior in high school at the time and I was like, eh, just get rid of this Facebook page. Yeah, it's going uh, to be used against you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, uh, I had a clip list that I kind of whipped up this morning, but I, I'm skipping over most of it just because I want to get to the really goofy, dumb shit. Because I was planning on, like I said, my my, <laughs> my co-hosts, neither of them were here today. So I was like, uh, kind of whip something up. So um, here's the new segment for when Larry's on. Uh, oh boy. where Larry reviews a song. And now it's time for Silly Songs with Larry, the part of the show where Larry comes out and reviews a silly song. So without further ado, Silly Songs with Larry. These bars Whoop-dee-doo-scoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop. Poop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop. I know you're you're gonna need to hear a lot more of this because it's four minutes of that. And that's all it is. But uh, a scale of one to ten, this is Kanye West. You know, Yeezus Yeezy at his greatest. Yeah. So uh, let you hear a little more. Whoopie dee scoop whoop poop poop dee dee whoop scoop poop poop scoop dee dee whoop whoop dee dee scoop whoop dee dee scoop poop whoopie dee scoop. There's literally three and a half more minutes of that, oh, and it God, is the that's the whole thing. So that's I Kanye. That an eleven on ten. Eleven out of ten. Absolutely. All right. Oh yeah, oh, Kanye man. Come this on. has been silly songs with Addy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly Zeppelin, the Stones, or the Beatles, is it? No, no, uh, it's not. But for what it is, it's gold. I, yeah. I love Kanye, but I just don't understand that that whole album was like he is like. He he has the right to call himself a musical genius because he is, but God, that whole album was trash. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, well, I, I like that. It, I would call that like whimsical, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I think the world needs more of that type thing. And yeah. and you know, through the years, there have, there have been a lot of songs that came out and got really. You know, a lot of airplay and and rocketed up the the charts, and uh, they were not too far afield from what we just heard. Uh, the, the, what was it the banana rap, banana bing bang, ban the the banana name song from the sixties? Oh yeah, called, right. They're yeah. coming to take me away by a guy who called himself Napoleon the Third, which would be very politically incorrect today because you know is that the, they're coming to take yeah. me away? Ha <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, there's been a, been a, uh, there's always been songs like that, uh, purple people eaters, whatever, and cha cha slide. Yeah, you know. Yeah, anything, any song that doesn't have a fucking political message in it, I'll probably say I like that because I'm so sick of it. You know, I, I, I don't like to be preached to in my entertainment. So, yeah, I, I give Kanye 11 on 10 on that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's the lightning round. All right. So, uh, I'm going to just ask you what your favorite things are. Starting with Darren, and then Larry, second. Favorite movie director? Favorite movie director? That's uh, 
probably George Lucas. I think you got to go old school there. Sam Peck and Star Wars here before they ruined it. What was yours, Larry? Sam Peckinpah. All right. Favorite stand-up comedian. And we're going to run through these fast because after the lightning ends, the fart noises start. Okay. Sam Kinison. Ditto. Kinison. Good choice. Favorite band. It's a hard one. The Pope's. Alice Cooper. Favorite rapper. Snoop Dogg. Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite movie. The Blues Brothers. Woo. One you've never heard of. It's called The Last Detail. Favorite TV show. Wow, that is not easy. There's there's too many. We take a pass on that. That's okay. I'll yeah, say I'll... the original the original Twilight Zone. Ooh, good one. Favorite cartoon? Ren and Stimpy. Popeye. <laughs> I am what I am when I eat me spinach. Yeah, Favorite YouTube? Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Man of I. King of the Hills. <laughs> King of the Hill might be one of mine. King of the Hill, South Park, man. You, favorite YouTuber? Uh, Marquez Brownlee. Damn, I, I'm going to have to take a pass on that. I almost spent no time on YouTube. <laughs> favorite video game? Don't really play. Not, Not even like Galaga, that. Dig Dug, like old school shit? Nah. Well, if you're, yeah, I guess if you're going back in the day, I mean, we can go back to Space Invaders. Pong. <laughs> yeah, I had a Pong machine. Little paddles. Uh, favorite politician? Is there such a thing? <laughs> None. Favorite You're a politician, I don't like it. <laughs> Favorite conspiracy theory. All of them. Yeah. Well, I well, the one I really believe it's a commie plot. No question about that. They Favorite. do run media. Yeah. Who? The commies. Um, oh, okay. Thought we were getting a little anti-Semitic for a second. No. <laughs> Favorite automobile? I would say a classic Chevy Corvette. Uh, 68 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Oh, nice. Nice. That's nice. nice. Favorite year? Oh, wow. Well, uh, I don't know. That's a rough one. Um, I'm gonna have to say it was one before I came along, you know. I don't know, sometime <laughs> in the, uh, you know, in the, in the cowboy era of the 1800s, I guess. Hell yeah, I'm too happy with any of them so far. <laughs> yeah, in this century. <laughs> Favorite drug? Caffeine. Beer. Yeah, both in combination work out pretty good. Favorite yeah. sports team. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I would say the White Sox, but that's questionable now. <laughs> I uh, I don't do team sports. I only I only get into single combatant sports. Favorite musical instrument? Guitar. Guitar. Favorite firearm? Uh, six hour nine millimeter. I have what a P three twenty. 
toss-up between a uh, 12-gauge pump shotgun and, and the uh, Browning Parabellum. Hell yes. Favorite it's brand of whiskey. Favorite brand of yeah. whiskey. Um, I would, you know, there's a lot of good Irish. Well, it's definitely Irish whiskey for me. There's a lot of good ones. Probably uh, Powers or uh, Tullamore Dew. Uh, the one I would um, consider shoplifting if I couldn't get my hands on it would be uh, Lagavulin single malt Ooh. scotch. Nice. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Favorite war? It's me. I'm a Vietnam guy. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, we really haven't, except for the, uh, you know, except for the the war in Iraq, we haven't really lived through. I mean. You can say like the Korean War because it was with MASH and that, you know, at least you kind of have a well, wait, I'm sorry. That wasn't a war. That was just a conflict. <laughs> so it's hard to pick a favorite war. I mean, you know, they're all great in their own way. I know. Yeah. I would pick uh, the one we're celebrating this Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. The, the Revolutionary, Revolutionary War. war. Yeah. That's a good one. American Revolution, probably, baby. I'd probably have to agree. That's my, that's my favorite. Take that over Vietnam. Yeah. I changed my answer. Yeah. Where? What do you think the founding fathers would be saying about these pukes today? You can find out in my uh, new episode, which drops uh, later today. It's, it's called nice. Do Not Hold in Hand. Hell yeah. Be linking that in the that show notes. Show.com. <laughs> and Random Thoughts Podcast will also be linked in the show notes. Uh, nobody I, can ever spell it. We ran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a page from your book, I think, is what you said. With this, yeah, when you, you pick a podcast that nobody can spell, then the uh, URL that just makes it more <laughs> yes. fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta restart the, uh, I gotta restart the lightning round because we're Do three it. quarters of the way through, but the music, the, the lightning and fart stuff. <laughs> okay, favorite talk show host, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Mark Levin. That's good. I mean, I'm assuming you weren't talking like old school, like Mort uh, Morton Downey Jr. or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Any anything really? I'm going with Alex Jones all day. Entertainment value alone. Uh, yeah, he's up there. Don't know. forget Nick the Rat. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I keep getting yeah. Okay, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite actor. I don't think I have one, really. Maybe Vince Vaughn, because he's the only guy that has the balls to stand up to a lot of these bastards now. <laughs> yeah. He had the balls to shake Trump's hand. Right. And let's be honest, Swingers was pretty damn good. It's classic. Yeah. I don't know. I might have to say Jack Nicholson. I don't know. Favorite porn star. Don't really follow porn. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Sir Bembrose could give you a list a mile long. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah, only thing he could give you a mile long, but that's 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 Bembrose. It's a dude named Ben Rose. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're all great. I don't. I, I couldn't choose one. No. It's not, I'll tell you, who it's not. It's not Ron Jeremy. 
Right. Who's, who's also Did been you? canceled, by the way. I couldn't believe this fucking guy. His <laughs> job is to harass women, and now he's been canceled. This this anus aging porn star is now fucking so canceled funny. because he hits on women. What? Did you did yeah. you see the shit with his tree that like they were tearing the yes. city was tearing his tree down from his yard and he's like no yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Uh, I I saw him I was at a convention once and and he he was saying uh, take a picture he yells to me do you want to take a picture with me for five bucks I said well you can take one with me but it'll cost you ten he said fuck you that's great <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, least favorite SNL cast member of all time. Oh, wow. Least favorite of all time. Uh, I got my answer. much harder than favorite. Uh, I, one, you'd have to follow it enough to know, but probably, uh, um, what's his name? The one that was the, uh, the senator from Michigan. Or mi- mi- um, oh, Al Franken. Al Franken? Yeah, Al Franken. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'm going Chris Catan. I hate that guy. <laughs> I would put it a toss-up between Franken and Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. Fey, that's a brave. That's never, a brave. Never but. found either of them very funny. Just didn't. It's a show that went downhill from the original cast. I mean, Belushi <laughs> and Aykroyd and Jane Curtin and Gilda Radner and, uh, and Garrett Jones. I mean, it was that was comedy then. Yeah. yeah hey, honestly, my favorite you, is man. Bill Hader, but that's that's like early 2000s but yeah Bill but, Murray but there was an alternative that came up at the same time which I which I I never missed I mean if I if I watched SNL or not I never really gave a shit but I never missed an episode of Second City TV John, oh yeah there's my favorite comic of all time I should have you know what yeah I said I know I said uh, Kennison but it would really be a horse race with John Candy nice I about the big John the can- John Bobby Candy did stand up and uh Oh, he, he was did S- everything. Uh, he was awesome. Yeah, SCTV. I had no idea that awesome. Candy. I love John Candy. I didn't know he did stand Learning something new. Okay. Last three. Favorite country. Okay. The United States of America. Hell yeah. I'm a, I'm a darn. USA, baby. Favorite ethnicity. No, you don't, you don't have to answer that. Don't answer that. Uh, but the last one is a serious question. Favorite genocide. happened yet when they kill all the liars i'll be i'll be standing and cheering how about that? yeah uh, that yeah. lightning round i expected to i didn't expect how long it would take to get through that it was more of like a it was not really a lightning round it was like a slow thunder what well, was more in-depth stuff i mean it's a, i haven't watched snl probably since the 80s so um, yeah you're not missing anything <laughs> I didn't have think you, so. Have you seen what they're doing now? Like the live? No. Uh, oh, oh yeah. god! It's like SNL at home, and it's, it's like all over Zoom. Oh my! It's like god. a bad podcast. It's so well, you, it's so it bad. Is. It's scripted though. But you realize, <laughs> and I think did did you talk? Did you talk about that in your show, Darren? Or maybe it was Adam and John. How these fucking guys. Okay, on that show are so bereft of comedic talent that with all the the might and bells and whistles and production values that NBC could bring to their shitty party, they <laughs> fucking fall apart into nothingness. Yeah. Nothingness. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Beyond so bad. bad. Beyond bad. Yeah. It just, yeah, you're right. It makes you realize how talentless everyone yeah. on TV is. Yes. 
Well, well, you wonder why. I mean, when Johnny Carson was the late night guy, a vast majority of the people in America watch. I mean, it was rating. Maybe not vast majority, but it was probably 30 percent of the of the like the audience and now you're lucky if any of these guys can get one or two percent and there's a reason for it true it's it's man we got to end on a happier note than that that's just depressing <laughs> the state of okay tv today yeah what do you know i was i was hoping somebody else had something happy <laughs> <laughs> you got politics that's going straight down to hell uh tv well it's yeah. hey th- i would say that user created content is the shining light but i do worry because of the, all the stuff we talked about including you know mastercard shutting down dick and making it almost impossible for people with any kind of conservative let's be honest it's all just conservative leaning viewpoints to make a go of this it's uh you know it's great that everybody can produce content but it's getting to the point to where this and this maybe is where this is going because people when they produce the content overall they want to monetize even people that are doing this you know just instagram photos and stuff they're influencers and they're getting paid although that's getting paid in a different way so um, you know maybe that still happens but I, i do like the whole user created content thing because when you go and look at what's going on on television and sitcoms these days are not funny anymore. They're non-existent. They're pushing different types of characters. I said, if they were to make friends today or Seinfeld today, trying to figure out the cast, I mean, like Seinfeld, well, you'd have to have a gay black guy somewhere in there. You would have to have, and you have to be a midget too, or a little person. I mean, little person. Yeah. I mean, you would have to have all the boxes checked, which is what happened to Doctor Who when they switched it to being a woman doctor Mm. and then changed the whole way the show was being written. And now they're surprised that the audience has disappeared. I mean, surprise. People want to be entertained. As you said, Larry, I don't want to be preached to in my entertainment. Right. Unless it's the type of entertainment I'm already going to with that intention in mind like if i want to watch a bill o'reilly or a rachel maddow it's entertainment but i'm going there to be preached to right yeah well you're going there for the for that particular viewpoint i don't mind and i've proven this on the no agenda rock and roll pre-show i will play artists that i don't agree with politically if i didn't i wouldn't be able to play any music uh, maybe besides ted nugent but you know i'll play steve earl i mean steve earl has some great songs that even though I don't agree with the message, I mean, they rock and I'll play those because it's a great way for that viewpoint to get out there, um, you know, but don't you know, make it good. If you're going to put that down into music or if you're going to put that down into a television show, there's nothing worse than knowing something was added to that show just to make a point. It's like a little bit more subtlety would actually get the point across better than a you know glaring public service announcement in the you know you see this in almost every show now where they're just going along and then all of a sudden it'll be like the actor will look at the camera well you know racism in america is really a problem it's like come on i know, I know so many friends that are huge sports fans and they just can't even watch like espn like i mean even nascar now is political like basketball nfl obviously has been for a long time but it's like 
sports fans well, you know, like your polls door polls are really racist chris <laughs> yeah. i never i never well, listen you're telling me something i didn't know. i never watch sports as i said i'm not into team sports i'll, I'll watch the only thing i'll ever really go to go out of my way to witness is a good uh, boxing match I, I enjoy that the original sport i like to call it but i never watch you know, any any team sports so i was unaware of that so then they are now all laced with political messages is that correct well, oh, in the NBA, yeah. they're going to the NBA wants to put Black Lives Matter on every court that they're wow. going to play on. They okay. want like victims of police brutalities names on jerseys. I mean, it's getting to the Whoa. point to where you're just you're not really playing the sport anymore. You're just trying to be an activist. And when everybody stops showing up and nobody's paying attention to your sport, you, you can't be surprised, can you? Yeah, and the biggest sports fans I know hate politics, hate talking about politics, hate hearing about politics. So when like their sport is like every sport is just getting flooded in with it, the commentary is all about race or, you know, uh, whatever about Trump or whatever. It's like people are. I mean, let's go back in time. You're probably too young, Chris, to remember Jimmy the Greek saying that blacks had a uh, unfair advantage because they were able to, like, run faster and jump higher or something like that. And people went nuts about that at the time. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, and with and with NASCAR now, the the only interesting thing, most sports, you shouldn't baseball, basketball, football. You don't have to bring politics into it at all nascar i get a little bit because there's always been a big prevalence of the confederate flag at nascar events always has been it's a good old boy sport and the confederate flag has totally been hijacked as nothing but a symbol of slavery which again is bullshit because let's remember nancy pelosi and chuck schumer just put on the african garb and took a knee but they're 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 ignoring the fact there's still nine million slaves in Africa. But <laughs> oh, you guys go ahead. The, the the Confederate flag is the problem. And I don't believe that all black people have a problem with the Confederate flag. Uh, I worked with the guy in my with the company where my wife works now, and she talked to him about this. He's a black guy. And the Confederate flag thing came up and he's like, well, I don't know. I watched the Dukes of Hazard so much as a kid that him and his cousin were called like Bo and Luke Duke by, you know, their parents and stuff. And she's like, well, what do you think about all this? Do you, you know, do you think that General Lee's racist? He's like, no, it's a stupid show. I mean, that's stupid show. To, yeah. You know, it, it just. And then to see things, yeah, Grosco T. Coltrane. <laughs> Coo-coo. I was I mean, I had no idea because I that's the beauty of IMDb now because we've been watching the first few episodes of the Dukes of Hazard, along with Buck Rogers. And as I posted on Twitter, Aaron Gray and Catherine Bach. I mean, when I was nine and 10 years old, it could not uh, appreciate the, mm, the women in those pointy. shows as, as you definitely, that is the epitome, Aaron Gray, the epitome pointy. of a pointy <laughs> chick. There's no doubt definitely. about it, yeah. but I had no idea that um, the guy that played, that played boss hog was a, he worked in, intelligence during like the one of the wars he spoke multiple languages including japanese fluently and it's like you know you, you just you see these people he's so good as boss hog that you see him as this you know just idiot you know southerner and he was a some jewish guy from new york and <laughs> played that part damn well he really did he was convincing wow yes wow see me uh mm. as far as i don't know if this counts as a pointy chick but 
I'm more of a Marianne from Gilligan's Island type of guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's subtle yeah. pointy, but still pointy. Nonetheless. Subtle pointy. But but see, pointy, see, Marianne sort of came off, you know, with this wholesome, innocent sort of thing. And not to be too crude about it, but pointy chicks tend to cast a persona that is fuck monster. You know, um, <laughs> there, there's nothing there's nothing very demure about them, you know, so. Um, OK, but I maybe I can think of a better example. Yeah, I mean, she was cute, but there's no question. She she was, you know, in her own way, sort of gentle, pointy, I guess. So would it, would a pointy chick be like authoritative, like in control? She could be. She she can be. She can. If you're talking the dominatrix thing, sure. But she can. But what she is is certainly assertive. There's nothing. There's they're never shrinking violets. I mean, they they they're like I said. There's a, there's a, what makes them even pointier is an element of 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 menace or or danger about them. Would would, would you concur with that, Darren? Well, yeah. And as you said, it seems like everything, their fingernails are pointy. The shoes are yeah. pointy. The heels on the shoes are pointy. Everything comes to a point yes. as far as from a physical aspect. Right. Yeah. Well, I've learned I I did learn a lot about pointy chicks today. Now I'm going to now when I see the pointy chick Friday post, I'll, I'll understand. <laughs> You know what uh, I do? I have I, I very carefully curate those images, Chris, because what I try to do is make is show pointy chicks, but never I never want them sleazy. And, and a lot of people comment on that. They they will say, wow, she's really hot, but really classy, you know. And so I have a file on my my laptop, the pointy chick archive. And uh, what I should probably do, just round them all up and send you that file um, over, you know, Google Drive or something. You can, you know, you can go crazy and see all the, the, the past pointy chicks. Be a service to the world, really. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'll do it for you. How about that? <laughs> all right. I got homework now. It's <laughs> <laughs> good homework. <laughs> well, thanks guys for hanging with me today. This was a really weird episode because it's the first time that I haven't had co-host outside of maybe the first episode. Uh, hey, but yet, as so. Larry will tell you, co-hosts can do nothing but bring you down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love those guys. They're, they're my buddies. But yeah, it was it was a last minute thing. Caleb couldn't be here. But thanks again, Larry, thatlarryshow.com. Support him on Patreon. Darren O'Neill uh, hosts Grumpy Old Benz with Sir Bimrose. That is just grumpyoldbenz.com, right? Correct. And random thoughts. Give them some value for value love. Thanks again, guys. This was Thank this was you, great. Hope Chris. to talk and to you again soon. I got to say, I really dig your show. And, um, you know, everybody should listen. I, what are you, you're in your like 14th episode now, I think. This will be it's, it's really 15, good, yeah. 15, we recorded okay. a, <laughs> we recorded a uh, Terrence McKenna podcast, but I haven't posted it yet because mm -hmm. it was like five hours. We went on, went in deep. And then <laughs> we had a beer podcast where we were ranking different beers and uh i was blackout drunk by hour three and that went six hours so i was kind of needle dropping for the last couple of hours i was like this is not gonna work so but yeah <laughs> so this will be episode 15. Well, thanks again guys this was great thanks, thank Chris. you Take in the care. morning in the morning Born, Born on the cob. I'm ready. i will i will eat your ass I will eat you. I will eat your ass. My children aren't going hungry. I'll do it. I'll drink your blood. And I'm starting to think about having to eat.
my neighbors. You think I like sizing up? I'm gonna haul him up by chain. Chop his ass up, size it up. I'm gonna haul him up by chain. Chop, 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 chop. Barbecue your ass. Flat. I will cook your ass up so fast. I'll tell him, oh, I killed a cow out back, baby. You think Christ would eat somebody? He would never do that. I will. I'm ready to hang them up, cut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. I will Try 